We finished Joshua. Way to go. It was pretty sad reading about Moses passing away. I wonder how Joshua felt about taking over such a huge responsibility. He was on an extremely short list of people who left Egypt as an adult and actually got to enter the promised land. He is also on an extremely short list of people who have actually met God face to face. In Joshua 5, 13 through 15, when Joshua was by Jericho, he saw a man who seems to have just kind of showed up out of nowhere, standing in front of him with a sword drawn. Joshua asked him if he was for Israel or for Israel's enemy. And he said, no, which is, which is basically saying neither. Which is a weird answer until he explained it. In his explanation, the man went on to say, But I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. The Bible said Joshua responded by falling on his face and worshiping him. Joshua realized this wasn't a man. This was God himself. Then, just like God told Moses at the burning bush, God told Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet. For the place where you are standing is holy. Amazing! I know Joshua saw God in the pillars of smoke and fire. I know he also saw God when God was talking to them from the mountain that was on fire. I know he saw God when the glory of God covered the tabernacle. But now he is meeting with God one-on-one, just like Moses did. What an affirmation! Here... God is reassuring Joshua that he has fully and completely taken over from Moses as the leader of Israel. I wonder how many times Moses told Joshua the burning bush story walking through the wilderness those 40 years. You know Moses had to tell that story a million times. This had to be such an encouragement to Joshua. God's response also reestablished something else Moses said in Deuteronomy 9.5. Moses told the Israelites that it was not because of their righteousness or the uprightness of their heart that they were going in to possess the promised land, but because of the wickedness of the nations the Lord their God was driving out from before them. God was sure to remind Joshua that it was not about the Israelites, but about God and his righteousness and his justice. Which is exactly why Joshua told the Israelites at the end of the book in Joshua 24:15 that regardless if all Israel thought serving God was evil and had turned to serve the gods their father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land they were dwelling, Joshua and his house were going to serve the one true God. What an amazing experience. I just can't fathom meeting God face to face or having the responsibility of leading so many people. Those two experiences alone would be a lifetime of overwhelming memories for me. Then God tosses in a little military conquest and musical fortified city wall destruction just for good measure. My big takeaway is that Joshua's experience with God clearly made a lifelong, life-sustaining impact on him. This is exactly what following Jesus is intended to be. We are to be so overwhelmed by the grace and forgiveness of God, so impacted by the transforming power of God, that we leave our old selves behind, just like Rahab. God not only rescued Rahab, who Joshua is sure to tell us is a prostitute, from the destruction of Jericho, 
But we later learn that she ends up being in the lineage of King David and Jesus himself. If you are like me and get discouraged about your shortcomings and failures, the story of Rahab should be a huge encouragement to you. Joshua doesn't say why the Israelites ended up in the house of a prostitute in the middle of the night. So, who knows? But the Bible is clear on her profession. I think the Bible intends us to upload every stereotype, every trope, every connotation that comes to mind when finding out that Rahab was a prostitute. After uploading all that stuff about her profession, everything I've ever heard about her type of lifestyle, I can't imagine anyone turning to that line of work for any other reason except out of some type of desperation. I can't think of a less loved, more forgotten, more abused, or more dehumanized group of people. Yet God saw her in this very position, bringing men into her home in the middle of the night, and rescued her. Who knows how many times she's had to hide men in her home. Who knows how many leaders and dignitaries were willing to use and abuse her, but not help her out of her despair. How many people saw her only as a means to an end, only for how she could please them, but never even saw her as a person? But God made it clear that Rahab was his child. God reminded her that he loved her, and he had a purpose for her, even if no one else did. He made it clear that her life was not only important to him, but her life was essential for the redemption of the world through Jesus. This was the plans he had for her. This is how he made her prosper. This is probably one of my favorite, yet most understated and subtle redemption stories in the whole Bible. God just weaves it in there even throughout the New Testament. Praise God for his mercy. What an amazing book. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful and proud that you have been continuing to read along with me. I'll see you tomorrow to continue reading in the book of Judges. Judges.